Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. I want to talk to you out of Romans chapter 8. Just a few verses in Romans chapter 8. Maybe uh, 6, 8, 10 weeks ago, the Lord spoke to me. I have several friends. One, I have one friend with Alzheimer's. Art's sister recently died of a, a brain disorder that uh, she just she lost her memory and then she lost her ability to function. And I have another friend that has the same thing. And as you get older, uh, there's a phrase that you will often hear me say if you ask me something and it's something that I have to think about, I will often say, just a minute, it'll surface in a minute. None of you ever says that. What are we waiting for? We're waiting for something in our brain that, that needs to surface, and, and it's not surfacing because as we're getting older, you know, and the, and the devil says, you're just losing your memory. You won't be able to work much longer. Oh, yes, I will. So the Lord spoke to me. I'd been praying about it. Lord, I, I, I have the mind of Christ. I do hold and retain your thoughts and intentions. I thank you, Lord, that you've not given me a spirit of fear, but you've given me a spirit of power and love, and you've given me a sound mind. And I will never have Alzheimer's, and I will never lose my memory, and I will always be sharp and alert. So I've been praying that, and the Lord spoke to me something. He spoke to me a scripture out of Psalms 119. And, and this is what the scripture says. It's Psalms 119, verse 130, in case you want to stand on this too. It says this, the entrance of my word gives you light. The entrance of my word gives you light. And this is what he said. If you will begin to memorize the word of God more than you already do, if you will really begin to meditate and memorize the word of God, it will brighten your mind and it will brighten your spirit. It will make your mind sharper and it will make your spirit sharper. And I've been doing it now for six, eight weeks, and I really can't tell a difference. God is doing something. You say, what does that have to do with Romans chapter 8? That's what I'm memorizing is Romans chapter 8. And I'm on, I think, verse 22 now. They say, it's taken you an awful long time to get there. Well, it's not easy to memorize a chapter in the Bible. Anybody tried it? Anybody got a few chapters? Yeah, it isn't easy, is it? Takes a little time, takes a little effort. So tonight I want to meditate on this verse with you, on this chapter with you for a few verses, because there's one verse in particular I want to meditate on. And I want it to speak to you. Because it memorizing and meditating, if you meditate and memorize, meditating is rolling over and over and over. And I like to study it to see what does it mean? How does it compare to other scriptures? And then it becomes so alive to me. And it really begins to minister to me. So tonight we're going to look at this and we'll see what the Lord has to say to us. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now some translations do not have that line, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. But if you read this whole chapter... That is really the whole theme of the chapter, is walking in the Spirit. It's learning how to walk in the Spirit rather than being influenced by your old nature, by your flesh. 
And the, the word condemnation, there is now no condemnation. That Greek word means to be judged guilty. One translation says um, that it, it is, um, uh, there is no reason for those who are in Christ Jesus, this was one of the commentaries I read, to serve sin as they had never been pardoned. We've been pardoned. There's no condemnation to us. And never been liberated from the prison house of sin. So, and you know, it's sort of like uh, during the time of slavery, after slavery was ended, there were many slaves that continued on as slaves because they didn't know they'd been set free. They just, and their, and their owners didn't tell them because they were enjoying having a slave. And that's the way we are sometimes. We've been set free. We've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. There's no condemnation for us. And yet we live in condemnation all the time. I'm not good enough. I just can't seem to do this. And so this chapter is going to begin to tell us what we need to know about freedom. And it's going to talk about walking in the spirit rather than walking in the flesh. And here's something you need to know. You might want to write this down and remember it. You are really a spirit being. You're a spirit being. Say that. I'm a spirit being. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you receive life in your spirit. And it wasn't just ordinary life in your spirit. God planted his spirit in your spirit. So you were actually made alive by the spirit of God. Now, actually, I believe that Adam and Eve had that too before they fell. But they fell. And when they fell, the part of them that died instantly, you remember he said, if you eat of that fruit, you will die. Well, they didn't die, did they? Well, yes, they did. Their spirit dropped dead instantly. And immediately, death began to work in their body. Now, if you go on down in this, and we won't get nearly this far tonight, but in uh, like uh, verse 18 or 19 of Romans chapter 8, it says, the earth also suffered from the fall of man. And the earth began, you know, I know environmentalists think all sorts of things are causing the problems in the earth. No, it's the, it's, it's the law of sin and death. That's causing that problem in the earth. But we are a spirit. Now you live in a body. But you're really a spirit being. The part of us, when Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. What he meant was when your body lays down in death, your spirit immediately goes into the presence of God. And when it says in the Bible that the dead in Christ will rise first and then we which are alive on the earth will be caught up with him. It's caused... They got, to get a, they got to get a new body. Our bodies changed instantly into the same kind of body Jesus has, and we're caught up. But the dead rise first. Their new bodies come up and meet their spirit. I don't understand that, but it's going to happen. So, so you're a spirit. You live in a body, and this is the tough part. You have a soul. Sometimes I wish I didn't have a soul. Your soul is your intellect and your emotion and your will. Your flesh has a will. Sometimes, you know, if, if you don't really think that this chapter is about spirit, soul, and body and learning to walk in the spirit, you need to read the seventh chapter because Paul wrote the seventh chapter. And in the seventh chapter, he said, oh, wretched man that I am. He was really depressed. He said, I know the law of God is good, but I'm not. And while I'm trying to obey God's law, I find there's another law working in me. And the thing I want to do, I don't do. And the thing I hate, I do. Can anybody identify with that? Yeah, we all can, can't we? Well, what's the problem? Well, 
We've been born a spirit. Our spirit's been born again, but we haven't yet learned to live from our spirit because all our life, until the moment we're born again, we, we, move, we live according to what we think or what we feel. So it's difficult to learn to live from your spirit. I have a grandson. I have to mention him every time I speak because he's so wonderful. <clears throat> he, he's, he was born on August the 8th. I waited 78 years to get a grandson. But I have a grandson. When he was born, he was complete. I mean, he had all of his parts. He had a little brain. He's perfect in the art. He's perfect. But you know, he couldn't, he couldn't walk. He couldn't talk. He couldn't hold his head up. You had to be real careful how you held him because his little head would fall over, you know. He, he just was, he was helpless. But now he's seven months old. He can hold his head up now. He's learned to hold his head up. He's learning to live as a human. He's learning to feed himself and everybody around him while he's trying to do it. So we're like that. When we're born of the Spirit, we're like that little baby. We got a life and spirit, but we've lived all our life with what we think and what we feel. And so we just keep doing that. And we feel horrible because we know we're not pleasing God. And we just keep sinning. And we don't like it. Did you ever notice? I didn't put this scripture in, I don't think. But did you ever notice that before you were born again, you didn't mind sinning at all? Did you ever notice that? You could do whatever you wanted to do. It didn't bother you at all. But once you received Jesus as your Savior, things changed. Things changed. And in John, in 1 John, I can't give you the exact address, but probably those brilliant guys will find it quickly. In 1 John, it says, He that is born of God doth not sin, does not commit sin. He cannot sin because God's Spirit is in him. He's born of God. And God paraphrased that for me one time because really, we all still sin, don't we? I mean, maybe you don't, but I do. But this is how God paraphrased it for me. He that is born of God will no longer get away with sin because God's seed is in him, the Holy Spirit. And when you sin, he will harass you until you repent. Is that true? That's why we have such a horrible time trying to walk in the spirit and walk in the flesh too. Now, let's, let's find out why. Go down to verse 2, if you're with me, in Romans chapter 8. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free. See, we're no condemnation because we've been set free. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. There's two laws. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, that's operating in you, and the law of sin and death. That's the law that's operating in the world. That's the law that was released when Adam and Eve fell. That's the law that controls Mr. Putin. That's the law that's controlling everything. That's the law in the earth today. That's the law that's making the earth decay. That's the law that's making upheavals in the land because, because of sin and death. But that's not the end of those verses. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Now, here's the third law. So the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Say that, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The law of sin and death. Now, here's the third one. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. Now, what law is that? It's the law of Moses. That's God's law. He gave it to Moses. But the problem wasn't with the law. The law was perfect. 
for what the law could not do because it was weak through whose flesh? Not God. God's not flesh. He's spirit. Must be talking about us. It was weak through the flesh. God, God gave us a perfect law. He said, this is the way I want you to live. And he knew we wouldn't be able to keep it. But he wanted us to see our potential. And so he gave the law. But listen to what it's Listen to what it says. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did. Sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. We're not under condemnation, but sin in the flesh has been condemned. Oh, isn't that good news? That the, that the, uh, uh, that the righteous requirement of the law would be fulfilled in us. Now, here's that statement again. Who walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. We've got to learn to walk in the Spirit. The law of the Spirit in Christ Jesus, the law of sin and death, and the law of Moses. The real you is a spirit. You live in a body and you have a soul. The law of sin and death, that's the law that's operating in the earth, and that's the law that snags us up. The problem we have when we get born again is focus, say focus. We have a tendency to focus on our weakness. Now I know about this y'all. I spent the early years of my Christian life using all my spiritual energy trying to stay saved. I was raised in a church. They didn't have a lot of security. When I, when I started going to Lakewood, somebody from the church I was raised in said, have you changed your doctrine? Because Lakewood is a, was a spirit-filled Baptist church. And have you changed your doctrine? Do you now believe in eternal security? And I said, well, I'm going to tell you this. I clarified my doctrine. I'm a lot more secure than I thought I was. Because I found out that, that all I have to do, I'm not going to go to hell if I sin. I'm going to get in trouble if I sin. It may make me die if I sin. But Jesus died for my sins. All I have to do is confess my sins. But now he doesn't want me to live in those sins. So this is what I discovered. When I stopped focusing on my weakness and I started focusing on the spirit man in me and I started feeding the spirit man in me instead of my old nature, something happened. My spirit began to get strong and my spirit began to get stronger than my old nature. So when my old nature would rise up and try to pull me into something, my spirit man would say, oh, no, you don't. No, no. The Holy Spirit in me would say, don't do that. Don't do that. And I would listen. And I wasn't saying, oh, Jesus, please don't send me to hell. Please don't send me to hell. He was saying, I'm not going to send you to hell. You received me as your Savior. Do you not know what Savior means? Just repent. Just repent. So how do we know whether we're living and walking in the spirit or walking in our old nature. Here's, here's one. Uh, Romans 8, 3 says this. For what the law, oh, I, already, I already did that. Uh, this is five. For those who live or walk or conduct their life, according to your flesh, they set their minds on the things of the flesh. So if you're, if you're living, if your mind is controlling you, if your old nature is controlling you, Galatians has a lot to say about this. If your old mind is controlling you, then you're going to think about the things of the earth. What's going on in the earth? 
That's what's going to entertain you. You're not going to focus on things of the spirit because it says, they that are of the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit mind the things of the spirit. So if you want to get strong spiritually, if you want to overcome the weak things in your life, there's something you have to do. You have to change your focus away from your old nature and begin to focus on the Lord. For to be carnally minded is death. This is what verse 6 says. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The Greek word there for mind, to be carnally minded and to be spiritually minded, means to direct your mind or to strive for, to seek for. If you're seeking for the things of the natural mind, you're just seeking toward death. But if you're speak, seeking toward the things of the Spirit of God, you're going to have life and peace. You're going to have life and peace. In Galatians, there's a scripture. Let me see if I can find it in my notes. In Galatians 5, 16, it says this, Walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the, the lust of your flesh. Walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of your flesh. Now look what it says. This is the same thing I was just saying from Romans 8. For your flesh lusts against your spirit, and your spirit against your flesh. These are contrary the one to another, so that you do not do the things you wish. But if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now here's our problem. See, it says walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We get that backwards. We think, I'm going to get control of my old nature so I can walk in the Spirit. Anybody ever said that to yourself? Oh, but be honest, the rest of you. You know you all have. You all have. I'm going to get hold of this. I'm going to get hold of this bad habit. I'm going to stop doing this so I can walk in the Spirit. I want to walk in the Spirit. So I'm going to stop doing this. I'm just going to do it. But did you do it? You got it backwards. No. No, you got to walk in the Spirit And then you will automatically overcome the weakness of your flesh. That's how it works. So let's talk a minute about how you walk in the spirit. Oh, and I don't have many minutes to talk. But I I want, are you enjoying this? I think it'll help you. I think it'll help you. Pastor Allen nags us constantly about reading the word. And so do I. I nag you too. Do you know why we nag you about reading the Word? Because the Word of God feeds your spirit. It's, it feeds your spirit. If you want your spirit to get strong, you have to feed your spirit. And the Word of God, you know, the other day I was thinking, what if God had not given us the Bible? Have you ever thought about this? Think about this tomorrow. Just spend a little time thinking about it. How would your life be different if God had not given us the Bible, if we didn't have the Bible. Some of us don't even crack it. We come here and we, we think we're going to get all we can get here and that's all we need. It's not all you need. But if we didn't have the Bible, if God had not spoken to holy men of old to write down his plan for us, to write down what he wants from us, what he has for us, the promises he wants to fulfill for us, we wouldn't be saved. We wouldn't know that we had eternal life. We would all be sick because we wouldn't know God could heal us. Think about it. But he gave us his word. Do you even appreciate it? You know, you don't have to read the whole Bible every day. But if you will begin, just do what I'm doing. Take a chapter. Take this chapter. Take any chapter. Take a a proverb. If you read one proverb 
a day, you could read the book of Proverbs every month. Now, I suggest you read more than just the book of Proverbs every month. But if you read 365 with us, and, and the little card, what is that little card called? I thought I had one in my Bible. What is it? Yes, five smooth stones. We, we probably have some out there in the lobby somewhere. That gives you some scriptures you could meditate on and memorize. So that's a, that's a key. The word of God will feed your spirit. It will make your spirit strong and, and prayer. Oh, you say, I, I pray over my food. So do I. But I, if, if I don't spend time with the Lord every day, I don't feel guilty but I, I feel him calling me. It's not a guilt trip. It's a, hey, I missed you today. Why don't you pull aside? I'd like to strengthen you. I have something to say to you. Do you know if you will spend time with the Lord and uh, uh, set aside a particular time to pray, but then keep him with you all day. Talk to the Lord all day because it feeds your spirit. It not only feeds your spirit, it opens your spiritual ears so you can hear his voice. The, the, the voice of God spoken to your spirit, to your mind, sounds like an accidental thought. But it comes from, it's usually his word he speaks to you. It's usually a verse he speaks to you. Sometimes it's direct, uh, a direct direction, stop, or don't go there, or don't do this, because he's trying to deliver you. But that isn't going to come to you if you don't spend time with him. If you don't crack the book, I'm telling you, if you will walk in the spirit... You will not fulfill the, the, the desires of your flesh. Your spirit men will become strong. And those things that you thought you would never overcome, you will look back in just a few months. I believe if you will just do this for a few months, you will look back and you will say, wow, why did I ever let that overcome me? I want to jump ahead and I just want to give you one more scripture. Romans eight eleven. If the spirit of him who raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you, is alive in you, then God will quicken your mortal body by that spirit that dwells in you. I love that. I, I pray that every day. Lord, I thank you that your spirit dwells in me. And your spirit is surging through my body right now, healing every part of my body, strengthening my body, delivering me, making me strong. Listen, the word of God is powerful. The spirit of God is powerful. The name of Jesus is powerful. And if you will learn to walk in the power of the name of Jesus, the spirit of the Lord and the word of God, you will overcome everything that you face. Did that bless you? I sure did skip a lot of notes. There may be somebody here tonight that you're struggling. You're really struggling. You're here tonight because you're struggling. I'm looking for my yes prayer so because I, I can't always say, oh, I, look, they made it big. I can read it. <laughs> there may be somebody here tonight that has never made Jesus the Lord of your life. A friend may have brought you. You may have come here out of curiosity but you've never been born of the Spirit. When I started talking about having God's life inside, you thought, I don't think I have that. You can have it tonight. It's free. It's free. Faithfulness costs you a lot, but salvation is free. Or you may be here and you've 
drifted away a little bit. Maybe you've struggled with your old nature. And you just felt like, you, I'm never going to overcome this. This is something that's going to haunt me the rest of my life. This old sin will always drag me down. No, tonight the tide of the battle can turn. Bow your heads just for a minute. If either one of those things is you, slip your hand up. I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you and with you. Just all over the building, I'm looking. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see your hands. Praise the Lord. We're going to pray with you. This is called a yes prayer. It's saying yes to the Lord. It's allowing him to begin to lead you in a new direction. It's allowing him to enter you and to bring you life to your spirit. And maybe to renew that life that you've been neglecting. Let's all pray this together. Pray with me. Dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. And I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, right now, I confess you as my Lord as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you because I've said yes to you. And now, Father, I ask that you will create in us a hunger, cause us to hunger and thirst for your righteousness. Stir us up, Lord. Awaken us to righteousness so we'll stop sinning. Oh, Lord, call us to your side and energize us to get in your word and read your word and study your word. Let us remind ourselves every day, I'm a spirit. I'm a spirit that's been lifened by the life of God. And my mind and my will and my emotion, my soul will bow to the spirit of God. And my body will obey the word of God. Lord, I thank you you're going to do that for me and for every other person in this building. And this is going to be the best week we've ever lived. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope this message has blessed you. We have services every single Sunday at 9 and 1030 and Wednesday nights at 7. We'd love to see you here. Have a great week.